This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello and welcome to this topic in the public speaking series. My name is Andy. Oh, did you want me to come in then? Yeah, fantastic. I was a bit nervous. That so. is Ronan and he is obviously very nervous, nervous to be part of this topic. I'm not nervous. Tell them what we're talking about. We're talking about strategies for nervous speakers. Are you sure you're not nervous, Ronan? Not at all, but excited. What makes you not nervous? Um, probably that I'm prepared. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, I feel well and truly prepared for this. I'm a little bit nervous. Oh. I think I think some nerves are good. Nothing wrong with nerves. Uh, tell us about this, the time you gave a speech. Yeah. I don't know what's coming next, but you tell us about a time where you've given a speech in which you were most nervous or, okay. or, or relatively nervous. I talk to a lot of school students a lot of the times. And in those times, yeah, a little bit of nerves, that's fine. Part of what I did a number of years ago is also coach a high school basketball team. And at the end of the season, we have a a night where all the teams from the school, um, so there was probably, I don't know, 30, 40 teams, um, they all come together and they have a dinner and the parents come and the siblings come and you sit down, have a dinner and there's... Um, Sounds like a big night. It is a big night. It's a good night. It's kind of like a... Big um, celebration. We used to, celebration. I used to call them a wind-up. Do you call them that? Wind-up? Wind-up. Um, no, no, maybe no, not. That's what I used to call it, a wind-up. It's just presentation night okay, or something like that. Good. I'm not sure what it was, but um, end of season, wind-up. Let's go with that. <laughs> and... Um, and as being the coach of the the head team of the school, um, I was required to speech. speech about the season, the team, everything that goes on. And I'm like, at the start with, when I was told this, I was like, fantastic. I give, I speak in front of audiences all the time. Not a problem. Fantastic. But then it dawned on me, day of speech, I'd, prepared i'd had a speech ready but hang on a minute rarely do i speak to parents of kids and talk about their kids and talk about what skill level they had and how they progressed and all that sort of stuff and stories that you know all of a sudden i'm going to tell some stories that related to um myself and my team but then there were 200 other people who had no idea about those stories so i'd get some you know cheap laughs from the people who knew, but everyone else in the crowd is just going to be like, oh, good stuff. And I was like, this all came to me and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous. This, I'm freaking out right now. Um, good news though is Went all right. gave the speech. It was fun. Good. Wasn't too bad. Nothing wrong with nerves. Nothing wrong with nerves. Do you have a time where you were most nervous? Uh, yeah. I, I still get nervous. Um, yeah. Regularly. Probably the time I was most nervous. Um, my old high school yeah. asked me to return as a guest speaker to the end of year presentation night, which is all the awards for students who had done outstanding in that school year. Yep. Now, I'd been to this night many times as a student. It's a very formal occasion and it's held in what's called the City Concert Hall. It's a big, like the fanciest, venue, fancy. the fanciest venue you could find in town and people buy tickets from the school community to attend and, and see some performances really? to uh, uh, see uh, students get awards, medals, like yeah. hundreds of them on the night, and then they would always have a guest speaker. Now, I'm freaking out because in the past it had been like the coach of the local AFL football team 
the newsreader from the evening news as a speaker. And then for one year, they decided to get Ronan McGuinness. Previous student. Previous student. I'm thinking, no way. I've got to follow what's been happening in, in years gone by. That's partly so why. So obviously was, all the students and, and parents are, you know, excited for the guest speaker. The, yeah, the, like who the have they invited student? this year? Yeah. Someone famous that we know. Oh, Ronan McGuinness. Don't know. Maybe he's a famous scientist or an explorer or I don't know what he is. Ronan McGuinness graduated in. I know, just a previous graduate. So I was nervous knowing who'd spoken at those before. I was also nervous because it was very, very formal. Mm. Uh, so formal, in fact, like, do you know what an academic gown is? They often call it regalia. Like when people I do, I do. Graduate yep. from university. You didn't have to wear one. Yep. So when people graduate well, from university, they wear the big black robes and yeah. the mortarboard on your head and all this. No joke. On this particular occasion, it was so formal, they said, as the guest speaker, we need you to wear your university graduating Gown. I'm like, I don't Which even. Of course, you kept. No, I don't have one. So I had to like the school organized one for me. So I had to arrive early so I could go to the fitting room and they could put my gown on for me. I'm like, I've got to wear this black gown on stage. And they're color, and they're color coded based on yeah, what based you on what you what I'd studied. And, and yeah. I did, I had forgotten that information, but they looked it up for me. And a teacher there said, "I oh, will take care of that for you." Yeah. Anyway, uh, to add to the formalities. I thought, okay, I've got my black gown on. Can I walk in the room now and stand on the stage and have a look? I said, no, 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 you're not allowed in the room. It's part of a big grand entrance. And they said, you yes. stay here. And once the entire audience of one and a half thousand people were seated, then there was an official entrance where the audience stood up. The MC said, please stand while we welcome the official party. And then and the brass it. band you played music <laughs> while the principal, the founder of the school, a couple of other important people and me – had to walk through, like the crowd just parted and we walked down the middle while everyone's staring awkwardly and then remain standing while we sing the national anthem on stage. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, now I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. I realise how formal this is and how different this is to anything I've ever spoken at before. Uh, and the nerves just built. You sure it wasn't the nerves that you had to sing the national anthem next to the Whilst principal? Every, yeah, while well, the principal like, was there. Yeah. I had to sing the school anthem too. Our school had an anthem uh, and I didn't forget the words. So I'm, uh, I, was, I was glad about that. But anyway. Maybe that's why they invited you back because they're like, well, last time we had, had the, like the news reader didn't know the didn't school know anthem. The school song. <laughs> didn't put the time in. Yeah. So I was so nervous because I was out of my comfort zone uh, because there, I, I wanted to do super well uh, at it. And I realized it was a big occasion for everyone that was there. I don't want to stuff it up. It was a memorable night for everyone that was mm -hmm. there. So anyway, super nervous, um, but it went well. So nothing wrong with nerves there. Fantastic. So we're both nervous and we yep. both think this, the, nothing the wrong presentations with that. went yep. well. Yep, absolutely. Um, so there's some strategies. Mm. Strategies for people who are nervous. The, the strategies don't necessarily make the nerves go away. They might. But they will ensure, these strategies will ensure you do well. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the nerves if they remain, but it means the nerves won't destroy your talk, basically. That's right. That's right. And so often that can happen. Yep. And if you um, have these strategies in place, you can fall back on them and know that when the nerves kick in, well, got the strategies, away we go. So the first one is detailed preparation. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to prepare. Yeah. The more nervous you are, the more preparation you've got Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you, you, you sit there and rather than worrying about the nerves when you're actually giving the speech, you, you do the hard work early. Yeah. You do the hard work in advance before you're up there. Yeah. It becomes easier when you're up there. You don't have to think, what will I say next? How will I explain this? 
what wording should I use out of my mouth next? No, no. You've done that bit. You've made those decisions. Because when you do get nervous, those sort of uh, little mind demons creep in and you start to think, what am I going to say next? What is it? What is it? But you've just got to know I've done the preparation. Yep. And I think people do that in all industries of life. Like if you're nervous about a sporting event because it's a huge – it's a huge – uh, like a huge stage that you're on, a huge tournament, whatever it might be, you would do more. You do more preparation for it in the sporting scene too. So if it's true there, it's got to be true when it comes to to giving a talk. Uh, number two, yeah, it follows on from detailed preparation. Yep. It is practice. How much? Oh, mate, lots and lots and lots and lots. More lots and lots yeah, and lots. Yeah, and the same. You know, the more nervous you are, the more you practice. Yeah. How do you like to practice your talks? Um, I like to. Uh, first thing I do, I've mentioned it in a in a previous previous topic, uh, is in a series is write it down, but then um, I will practice it myself aloud. Yep. Um, particularly, I like to uh, get in front of a mirror and just see what I look like when delivering certain things. Um, I will then try and put my notes aside and do something like go for a drive. Yep. So I'm sitting in the car, I'm driving, so I'm obviously focused on driving, but I'm trying to give my presentation at the same time so that there's two things that are going on in my mind. Um, and that helps me to uh, give a, a different dynamic to the practice. If I'm particularly nervous about a talk, I'll try and practice in the same room if I can. Good tip. So. You know, it could be a hall, could be a theater, could be a classroom, whatever it is. Try and get into that room, do my practice there. That way I know I can picture where people are going to be sitting. I can picture um, where the screen might be that has the images that I, that I want to be showing, where I'm going to walk or stand. That way there's just – you're not leaving things up to chance when you're doing it. Um, and then, of course, practice in, in front of other people. Um, you'll hate it, but you'll get – you better get used to it because it always helps. Yeah, too. I definitely hate it. Yep. And – Try and avoid doing it, but when I am nervous, it definitely does help. Yep. And you know, you just get that thing. Is I just want to jump back. Um, one thing you go to the same room, you picture where people are seat, seated. Yeah. Do you like do that old strategy, like pitch them in their undies or? I like have that? heard people say that. Yeah, that normally works when the people are in the room. You're like, I will picture that these people are wearing no clothes, so now I am not the awkward one in the room. It's them. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a bit weird. Yeah. yeah, way too that, weird. That would distract me, I reckon. Yeah, way too weird. <laughs> no, probably don't do that. But I've heard many people say that. So yep. it must have worked for someone at some point. Yes. Maybe not. Who knows? Moving on. Number three. <laughs> Number three strategy. Uh, what is it? Have a strong introduction and a strong conclusion. Now, always going to be an advocate for having a strong talk from beginning to end, everything in the middle as well. But if you're particularly nervous, once you've started, you'll feel better. Yeah. So you could have a you could have a big start, like something that you know is going to take your audience's attention and glue them into what you're saying. People have used the phrase such as like I have a dream or once upon a time or a wise person once said and then followed on with something there. When you know what your first sentence yep. or two is going to be, then you don't as a presenter think, "Oh, how will this go at the beginning?" You know yep. exactly how it's going to go at the beginning because you know exactly what your introduction is and that and your audience will be engaged by it. And how you're going to wrap it up as well. I mean, for me, 
I break it down even further. Yep. So if I've got um, a, a series of points in a talk, I will know how I'm going to start that point and how I'm going to finish it. Like a hundred percent. Exactly the sentence you yeah, use. This is, this is, this is how I'm going to introduce this point and this is how it's going to end. So if at all throughout the, the presentation, the nerves kick in or I'll lose my place and then I'm like, Oh, I've lost my place. Oh my goodness. What do I do? Ah, I start freaking out again. I can go, no, I can end this point right here, right now with the sentence. And then I know what the next part is going You'll to reset be. again. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and so breaking that down, having those um, starting points and finishing points um, helps me to control those nerves. And I think sometimes people, if they haven't thought about the end of their talk, there's some nervous ramble, like I suppose I've covered everything or so we'll, uh, we'll probably wrap up think, there now. I think I'm done. Yeah. Maybe I'm finished. Yeah. It just gives no authority or confidence to your audience that you have known what you're talking about. It looks like you've made things up as you went because you didn't know where you were going to finish. So definitely strong introduction and conclusion. Okay. Strategy number four. Pause moment one minute in. Yeah. I do this all the time. Okay. If my presentation is a longer one or if I know I'm going to be nervous, then I will create a moment about a minute into the talk, roughly a minute, where I know that I will be able to gather myself. Yeah. Because it could be me getting the audience to write something down. So all of a sudden their eyes are taken off me, the presenter. (gasps) Thank goodness. And they're looking at the page and I can just swallow, breathe and reset. I just got to get to that first minute. Yep. It could be something different as well. Yeah. It's like you mentioned the, the sporting team, you know, preparation and practice. This is similar as well. If you if you're nervous when doing anything, you know, uh, sports team, say a basketball player runs out onto the court, you know, is nervous, grand finals, whatever. They're out there freaking out a bit. As soon as the ball goes out of play or there's a stoppage, there's that moment where okay, I can stop, I can breathe, I can gather myself. We're already in it, and so now we just got to do what we practice, what it is that we prepared, and away we go. And this works exactly the same. Pause for a moment, get the audience to do something. You can gather yourself yeah. back up. And that's it. You've got to you plan go. something. Otherwise, it's just an awkward pause. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, I need a minute for myself now. Okay, one of the strategies <laughs> is pause a moment. So you're in the middle of your speech, then all of a sudden, silence. And the audience is thinking, oh, this might be him having a pause so that he could gather his thoughts. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, it's, it's planning a discussion for your audience to have with each other, perhaps the person next to him. It could be showing a video. So you know your attention is taken off you and it's going to be looking into the screen. It could be people writing something down. It could be people reflecting on something themselves. So use a heap of different strategies there, but plan one a minute in. Yeah. You watch when you reset after that little moment, um, you'll have a new sense of confidence because it feels like you're in the second part of your talk, even though you're only a minute in. So that's cool. Yep, absolutely. And the last strategy we have for you is number five, keep your hands free. This is like driving. This This is like driving, yeah? You know, like when they say when you're driving that you're supposed to be hands-free, okay? And, well, not hands-free, meaning like you're supposed to be holding the steering wheel, yeah? Okay. If you're holding things whilst you're giving your talk. When you're nervous. Yeah, when you're nervous. Then uh, the shaky hands could be more noticeable. Yeah. So, you know, have your notes out in front of you on some kind of stand or lectern or something something like that. 
rather than just holding notes confusing and there's a staple in the corner and you're trying to turn your pages and your hand starts to shake a little bit or your, your microphone, you're not really sure where to hold it or how to hold it or am I holding it too high, am I holding it too low, um, you know, can you therefore put your microphone on a stand, put your notes down somewhere, put your hands by your side or off to the side and um, and give give your talk that way. It will absolutely help with uh, with your, your nerves. Uh, it'll help. It'll help from the audience seeing the nerves that could be there. Yeah, because when because when you um, you suspect that other people have seen your nerves, uh-oh, uh-oh. it builds more nerves, yeah. and you start worrying about. Maybe it. Maybe no one even yeah. noticed anything to start with. Yeah, but they do now. So tiny little shake of the paper yeah. or your notes, and then you're like, "Oh my goodness, my hands are shaking." Oh my goodness, the audience seeing that. Oh, it's getting shaky. Oh my goodness, I can't read it anymore. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then you're just gone. And then that, that uh, the Titanic has sunk. Yeah. So there's some strategies. As we said at the beginning, it doesn't mean that the nerves go away. So don't see that the only solution is to get rid of the nerves. It's about, it's about managing the nerves. I like to use a little phrase that, you know, things in life that matter to you, you're nervous about. Hmm. Were you nervous on your wedding day, Andrew? Let's get a little personal here. Were you nervous on your wedding day? Was there a sense of nerves that day? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And not because you're like, oh, how will this go? Like you'd planned the whole day. You know how it's going to go. But it's because you care about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's the same with anything. Are you nerves on the sporting field? Yeah, because you're passionate about it. Are you nerves, nervous when you're giving a speech on a certain topic? Yeah, because you, you, you want to do well. You yeah. want to do well. Um, and it's important to embrace those, but there's the strategies. Those will be there, and you know, no one loves to be freaking out before doing something, but it's all part of it. Use the strategies and, and realize that yeah. it's part of the plan to be successful in your speech. Yeah, and the more you do it, the more you uh, get up and and give your speeches, the easier the nerves become. Five strategies we use sure they'll be useful to others as well. Thanks for discussion, Andy. No worries. As always, it's my pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news.